This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What, am I an idiot? Come on. That yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far-left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody! It's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Hello and welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today is Friday, May 24th. This is episode 250. I am Dan Ellis, joined in studio by Ryan Duffy. That guy! I beat you to it. The dude with the mustache, no longer glasses. I know. It's been, I I saw on Facebook last week, it's been one year since I got LASIK. Oh yeah? Uh Uh-huh. I I have fully adjusted to seeing you without glasses now. I have fully gotten used to not having to pick a set of glasses up (laughs) off the nightstand anymore. (laughs) Dude, I fucking... Like, it's great that I have glasses. Like, it's great that I can see better. Yeah. But glasses fucking suck, they man. Do. I, well, I was talking to you pre-show about mowing the lawn in the fucking rain because it's been raining oh, yeah. here for a solid week. And, it's, and then they steam up or they're just water droplets uh, on them. And yeah. yeah. Trying to do anything. Like, yeah. and Well, shit. And then I learned, we went to, let me back up and start over because now I'm just fucking stammering idiot. <laughs> we Join went the club. To, <laughs> when we went to go see Endgame, yeah. it, we went and saw it in 3D. Okay. And of course, you got to put the 3D glasses on. And it and fucking then it's, sucks. Do I wear the 3D glasses over my glasses or do I not wear my glasses and watch the movie in 3D in blurriness? Or And it, yeah, so I put them over my glasses and then it's just the whole fucking movie. It feels weird because they're like yep. resting on top of my glasses and you're constantly adjusting it was just a pain in the ass well i've never seen a 3d movie without glasses without mm-hmm. my prescription glasses yeah but i always felt like it gave me a headache watching them like i i could last about an hour before i'm like okay it's starting to hurt my head huh and i wonder if that was from wearing glasses and the 3d glasses and over the top. 3d glasses over the top it's just a pain in the ass it is. man why did you never have contacts or did you have contacts? I tried contacts once. Uh-huh. It took me like at the optometrist, it took me like 45 minutes to put them in. <laughs> Freaking out, like, I oh, don't know. They're like, open your eye, open your eye. I'm like, I am opening my fucking eye. <laughs> I'm trying. Like, open wider. I'm like, I am. They're like, oh, it closed. So I finally got them in and I wore them for like half a day. Uh-huh. And then I went to go try and take them out and I was free. I couldn't fucking take them out. Mm. Like I, my eyes do not do well with me trying to touch my own fucking eyeball. Yeah. And the guy that was there had a contact. He's like, oh yeah, it's just this easy. Blop them in, pull them out. That's easy. I'm like, oh, that looks easy. I couldn't fucking do it. <laughs> Could not fucking do it. Tracy's mom had a similar issue. She, when she first tried contacts, she had some real problems. Tracy's mom was kind of special. We've talked about her on the <laughs> yeah. show before. I love her. She's fucking awesome. <laughs> but she's, she's Tracy's mom. Like, I I don't, I don't know how to explain Tracy's mom other than to say she's a little kooky. She's super sweet. She has learned a lot since Tracy and I started dating. You know, she grew up here in Utah as a conservative Mormon and deep in the bubble, then turned into a Jack Mormon and then was excommunicated for some extramarital things. (laughs) And she's, she's had a rough life off and on and has gone through some shit, but so we're, we're constantly 
you know, educating her on different things that she didn't know about. And it's not that she has any real animosity toward anybody, but she has some very antiquated views of things that we have helped rectify and fix. And we've been rebuilding her into a solid, good, decent human being who with humanist values and pointing out where religious thinking has led her to do bad things and harm people. And of course she's felt bad about that and is very contrite and is trying to learn and she's doing a good job, but she's, she's, she's a little kooky. (laughs) She, she does weird things like, Oh my God. So last week, uh, she, for, you know, it was recently mother's day, right? Mm -hmm. So there's this family chat that we have on Facebook where the siblings and, Everybody can go and contribute different things here and there. And Tracy's mom is not great with technology. She tries. She's not great. But so on Facebook, she just tried to send a message to her, you know, the family. Yeah. That, you know. To to everyone. Oh, you know, thank you so much for a wonderful Mother's Day. And I've loved you since the day you were born. And you're great. Whatever. Apparently, she sent that to everybody in her friends list. Oh. I have loved you (laughs) since the day you were born. And and since I first set eyes on you. And sent that to everybody Uh in her friends list somehow. What what button do you press to send a message to everyone in (laughs) your friends list? I I have no idea how she did it. But she was mortified. You know, I mean, she's, she's friends with like ex-boyfriends, you know, that she's dated (laughs) people that she works with. How many people (laughs) did she unfriend after that incident? (laughs) Well, can you imagine Uh, being like a subordinate coworker? And then that pops up. And getting a message from your boss that says, I've loved you since the day I first laid eyes on you. (laughs) Like, uh... Yeah, she does stuff like that all the time. I, where was I going with this? I don't even remember what got us started talking about um, Tracy's mom. She does weird, weird things. That's a good question. I don't remember where we started on this. Oh, we were talking Facebook. about your contacts. Oh, yeah, how I can't wear them. And so Tracy's and mom, mom we, also. We, I mentioned on a previous episode a long time ago that she also uses Ambien. And yeah. she lived with Tracy and I for a little while while she was trying to save up some money, whatever. And... Just she does this thing where she'll take Ambien and then not go to sleep like she's supposed to. I did that once. You did do that once. We, yeah, <laughs> you 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 ended up getting arrested. And only once did I ever do that. <laughs> but she like so on Ambien. She has done weird shit around the house. Like I got up one morning and the refrigerator door handle door handles were smothered in butter <laughs> and. There was a piece of bread in the microwave that was smothered in butter. Ah. Like, she didn't turn the microwave on, and she didn't toast the bread. Like, it was just a plain piece of bread with with a shit ton of butter on it, and then there was butter all up and down the door (laughs) handles. Like, she took a stick of butter, smashed it in her hands, and then greased the poles of of our refrigerator (laughs) doors. Just weird shit. But yeah, she when she first got got contacts... That was just to give you a little bit of background on Tracy's mother, but she kind of did the same thing. Like she got them in and then freaked out because she thought she could not get them out. Like she thought it had gone like to the back of her eye. She ended up going into the emergency room because she thought it had somehow floated or gone to the back of her eyeball. You can tell when they do that because I had to do it to me a few times. You can, that's the weird thing. I could feel it. I could feel where it was at. So when I had Uh it, like when I was trying to take it out and I rolled it to the back, I could feel it back there. 
Yeah. And I just blinked a whole bunch of time. Like, oh, it's back in front. <laughs> she, 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 t- she started panicking, ended up like scratching her cornea, went to the emergency room and there was no contact even in her eye. Like, so she was just clawing at her trying eye, trying to pull her eyeball out of her own head, I guess. Like, yeah, she's, she's special. Mm. She's, she's, she's funny. Everybody in the family, you know, we all kind of tease her about different stuff and every now and then she'll get really upset and. <laughs> storm out and then everybody feels bad for about 30 seconds <laughs> until she does something else. it's it's funny she's she's fun i love her but yeah she's she's got some goofy tendencies some definitely goofy tendencies i've thought about getting contacts but i have progressive lenses i don't know can they do that in contacts i don't think so well, they would probably, probably make one contact to look far and one to close which your brain would just have to decipher and figure out. Yeah, I'm not interested in doing that. <laughs> I guess I'm stuck with glasses. That's fine. Your brain is really good at figuring shit out. Yeah, it is. Like when I first got my glasses, I felt physically ill just because like it cut off so much of my peripheral vision. Oh yeah. And then I have to, you know, I've learned that if I want to look at something, I have, I have to, to actually turn. move my head. I yeah. can't I can't just move my eyes anymore. I have to you I know, turn my whole head to look at shit. And when I first got my glasses, there was, you know, trying to adjust to the progressive lenses Mm -hmm. and no peripheral vision and having to turn my head and everything. And it's just like the whole world was kind of warping around. Well, it's also completely new information being thrown into your brain that your brain's like, oh, wait, this is different. I'm trying to decipher this. Yeah. And now it's just totally natural. Like I can take them on and off and everything is fine and good. When I first take them off, my vision is fairly blurry. Yeah. And then my eyes kind of adjust to it a little bit, but. Yeah, it was it was definitely a a period of adjustment for for wearing them, and then they're just now they're just a pain in the ass. Like anytime I have a itch in my, you know, it's allergy mm-hmm. season. You can probably tell I sound a little congested because it's lots of pollen in the air, and and, and you had to mow the lawn in the rain. And seasonal allergies, <laughs> and yeah, I was mowing the fucking lawn in the rain. Um, but so anytime my eyes itch or anything, it's like I gotta fucking take my glasses off. To yeah, scratch my eye and put them back. It just they suck. I don't like it. Getting old sucks. Having bad eyesight sucks. Why can't we just live in a perfect world? Oh, that's right. There's no God. Ah. <laughs> uh, what have you been up to for the past week, man? Uh, I, I went out to the desert last Saturday to make sure people didn't wander into the wrong areas or get fucked up. And nobody showed up. What? For Susan, the search for Susan Powell. Oh, right, right. Yeah, you were going to do that big yeah. search for Susan Powell. Nobody showed up. Like, I guess, like, we never saw any of them because we were, I mean, we probably did like a hundred and I think we did 150 miles on the ATVs that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically making sure nobody was wandering on to the base where they shouldn't be going. Mm-hmm. You know, like into a bombing range. Mm-hmm. So we were just kind of patrolling with the, the cops. So was this out at UTTR? Or? No, this is at Dugway Proving Grounds. Oh, okay. So literally like the very south end of Dugway Proving Grounds is where they think that Josh Powell dumped Susan Powell's body. Uh-huh. Uh, but they were on Facebook. They had like 10,000 people liking it and stuff. And We're all going to be there. It's <clears throat> going to be awesome. Yeah, I think... A total of like 50 people showed up and only 17 of them were professional searchers. Oh, how many were psychics? I don't know. <laughs> They're fucking 
their Facebook page was full of people saying, have you tried psychic mediums? There's one guy on there that posted, because we were looking at like, these people are fucking wacko. If you want to learn how to properly douse, I can show you how to douse for gravesite. If you use welding rods, they work the best. Using welding rods, rods. as cadaver dowsing rods. Yes. Hmm. Awesome. Yeah, because science and stuff. And even then, like, that happened like 10 years ago. Uh her death. Her death. Yeah. Uh, and her disappearance. She was fucking murdered. Yeah. Uh, but there's shifting sand dunes out there and stuff. And I mean, unless he buried her body in an obvious place, you're not going to find it. Mm. And there are so many mine shafts. There's even, uh, I didn't realize how close it was to where he probably could have dumped her body. A hot spring that is hot enough to boil your skin off. Mm. Like, People have fallen into it and died and never come back. The making Susan soup. That's what we were saying. I'm, I'm, actually, one of the cops brought that up. He's like, if I was going to kill someone, I'd go right there. <laughs> Been thinking about this a long Cause time. Because they had to go pull a guy's a guy out once that his dog jumped into it. Uh-huh. And then he jumped in to try to rescue the dog. And I think they said he's only in there for a few seconds. Bad idea. And he had third degree burns from his chest down. Ugh. That he was in the hospital in intensive care for. And he's only in there for just a little bit. Skin just sloughing off. Yeah. Hey. So the guy said it's also, you, <clears throat> there's a hole in the middle of the whole thing that goes down to where, you know, it's probably the magma chamber that's heating the water up. Mm-hmm. He goes, we don't know where the bottom of that is. Mm-hmm. He goes, you cannot see the bottom of it. He goes, you can chuck a rock into the middle of the thing. It'll just go and disappear. Mm-hmm. So he's like, you dump a body in the middle of that? For, for one, they're going to cook and dissolve. Then all the bones will sink to the bottom of that endless pit. And then nobody will ever want to go looking for them. Well, you can't. Yeah. You physically can't go into it. You have to have some... How big is this hot spring? Uh, I guess it's a normal hot spring size. I didn't go... (laughs) I mean, I didn't go look at it myself. I mean, like a normal hot spring. Like, not like a big lake size, but, you know, maybe like 15, 20 feet across. That's That's a... that's like an average size for a, but there's a bunch of them out there, but there's one that's particularly like bad, like uh. so fucking hot that it melts your skin off. So fucking hot. Well, and also that water out there is filled with a lot of, uh, it's very acidic. Like if a metal sign lays on the ground, it will get eaten away. Oh yeah. Oh, it's horrible. That's the, the acidity of the salt flats out there is pretty bad. Hmm. I mean, even wood poles you'll look at, and it's like they're like a beaver had chewed on them, because the acidity of that salt water when it splashes up on that wood just eats away at it. Huh. I was not aware of that. Yeah, it's pretty nasty stuff. So nobody came out looking. Well, very few people came. Very out Very few looking. people came out looking. I guess someone found in one spot they found what they thought was human remains, but now I heard it was just a fucking dead cow or sheep or something. Huh. Uh, they found some bones, and but they found like. In one spot, a pair of, a uh, set of shoe, uh, the soles of a shoe, like the top had all like weathered away and rotted away. Mm. A pair of pants and a leather belt all in one spot. Like someone had been dumped there. Uh, and according to the cops, he goes, yeah, there's a lot of dead bodies out here. <laughs> he goes, drug deals gone wrong. Oh, that's hilarious. So many dead people out there. That's, uh, that's what he said. Was that funny? Well, I, I was like, I was like, really? He's like, yeah. He goes, you don't realize how common it is. For people to come out here to dump bodies from a drug deal. Really? Yeah, that's what he said. It's because it's so vast. Yeah. And there's literally no roads. 
So you just hike a body half a mile off of the road that's there. Nobody's going to find it. Wow. Dump them in a mine shaft. Well, and there and there's nothing out there, and no reason there's nothing. to be out there. Yeah, like there's, it's not a recreational area, really. It's well, the only not... thing that people go out there recreational, like the the rock hounds. Yeah, the people that go out there looking for different gemstones and that kind of stuff. They people go and do that. There's people that camp out there every once in a while, but as far as like people that are out there all the time, very very few. Yeah. Huh. What else? Um. I got some possibly exciting stuff going on, but I don't know if I'm supposed to talk about it. Okay. We'll keep it on the down low for now. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I got a new job at work, yeah, which is exciting, I guess. It's a lot more work. Um, oh, and we won an award. What? I want to, I want, well. The best IRS in the United States? My, <laughs> the, the team that I was on previously before getting my recent promotion, um, won the technical innovation award for the, uh, application development division. Okay. At the IRS. You don't even know where you work. Well, no. there's, there's like division section branch. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I'm still like, I've been there, what, nine, eight or nine years now. And I'm still trying to figure out what they call different things because different people use different words for the same fucking thing. Yeah. And there's no like intro to, Hey, this is how things are structured. I mean, they do have organizational charts, but they don't say this is. You know, the top thing is labeled a division and then below that you have branches and then you have sections and then you have, yeah. Like and they if don't... it's like any other government entity, those can change at any given time. Oh yeah, all the even time. knowing. All the time. <laughs> um, but yeah, so my old team won the technical innovation award because we took two systems and basically kind of mashed them together into one database. They they handle similar things, but they're not entirely similar. And we got tired of having two separate databases that we were maintaining. And, you know, in upgrading that, you, you know, upgrading hardware and software for it was a problem. Rolling out new releases of our software onto those platforms was a problem. So we're like, well, let's just combine the two. Yeah. So it was a, a mix of combining the two systems into one central system and then uh, rolling all of our reports over to business objects and creating a common universe for both of those, uh, projects or programs. And so you only got to do the reports for around one. that and everything. And, and we were one of the first teams at the IRS to, to convert everything over to business objects as the new enterprise solution for the whole IRS. So we were the guinea pigs, early, early adopters. And apparently things went pretty well. We're we're pretty cool. They I, gave us an award. So I, cool. I always get a little box that pops up on work computers. It says like enterprise mm. something. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck that is, but it says it's not working. <laughs> enterprise something is not working? Yeah, then it basically means I can't check my email or do anything. So I go to a different computer. <laughs> <laughs> I see. It's <laughs> fucked up how our stuff works. Is we If we have a computer issue, they say, well, what's the name of your computer? I'm like, I don't know. Like we have community computers. Uh -huh. Like I don't have an office. Uh -huh. I don't have a work computer. We have works. We have computers at work that we access, but I'm not just using one. 
there's six computers for us for mm. all 13 guys. Mm. So, and then just load your profile on there. And- yeah. You load your profile on each one, but then we just learned they made us do this whole stupid signature block on our emails. And you gotta do that on each fucking computer. So I just have it copied in a fucking little folder so I can just copy and paste it. Much easier that way. Yeah. Good idea, Ryan. Yeah. Army's stupid sometimes. <laughs> so there was that. And then I got a sort of quasi promotion. It's a lateral move. Just recently uh, that I went from the program manager for the one team that I was working on. Now I'm the management and program analyst for the branch. So it's overseeing more things and tracking more stuff. And it's a lot of work and I'm still feeling pretty dumb about it. (laughs) Like, like learning all of this new stuff and these new processes. And I feel lost and alone and stupid a lot of the time, but I guess that just happens. You'll, you'll master it at some point. I'll figure it out eventually. Yeah. Apparently I'm doing an okay job so far, but yeah. So that's, that's all fun and exciting. Um, some other exciting things that we have coming up. Oh, the sleep study results. Oh yeah. Are in. Did they say they weren't right? Cause you didn't put the right thingy on your balls or something. No, <laughs> apparently, <laughs> apparently I hooked everything up to myself correctly. Uh, and so the good news is that they were able to get good readings. Everything was fine there. The bad news is of course that. It's not unexpected, but I have, when the MA called, she's like, uh, yeah, so your results are in. It says you have, oh, severe sleep apnea, uh, obstructive apnea. And so now we need to get you in. And now I've got to set up another year long appointment sleep study, (laughs) but this time I have to go and sleep at the place Okay, because they're also going to hook up monitors for my brain activity to see when it dies and yeah (laughs) so you died 86 times last last hour uh Uh, yeah so so i i set up the appointment it'll be next wednesday night i think to go into the doctor and do the sleep study at the at the no it's it's june something okay because i'm like well if it's next wednesday night good thing we moved some things yeah (laughs) no it's on the 12th (laughs) okay June 12th, I will be at the sleep study place at the sleep disorder center and staying the night there. So that'll be fun. Hooked up to all kinds of shit. And yeah, they, when she called, so, so she called, said all of that. I sent my appointment and then somebody from the sleep disorder center called. They're like, oh, we have your results. And I'm like, yeah, my, my doctor's MA called me and, and explained all of this and they're like, oh, well, did they give you the results? And I said, well, she said it was severe, she said obstructive I'm up. <laughs> sleep apnea that I need to set up another appointment and everything. She's like, oh, yeah, so your results were, and she started <laughs> rattling off a bunch of numbers, and but I could barely hear what she was saying. It was like she- Or know what they actually like mean. She was moving away from the microphone, and I could not really hear what she was saying at all as she was drifting in and out and She's trailing like, off. When and... I deliver bad news, I like to walk down the hallway so that way you can't hear what I'm saying. <laughs> Basically, but I mean, she, she said something about my oxygen saturation- dropping really low and then i stopped do you, breathing do you remember how, how low many... she said it dropped uh i i i don't like okay. anything i said yeah. would be a guess like i think i think she said something like i stopped breathing 80 something times uh, per hour 
that's a lot. And that my oxygen levels dropped to, it was either 60 or 80%. Oh, that's not good. If it was 60, I would think is really bad. Like I would just die. 80 is bad. And I'm pretty sure it was 80 something. Yeah. Like low to mid eighties. Like I usually put people on oxygen if they're below 95. Oh Yeah. Yeah. Well, that probably explains why I wake up with a headache every morning and yeah. feel like shit and I'm so tired and I just, I feel late. Well, and it's weird too, because now that I know that there's something wrong with my sleeping, like yeah. I had some idea, right? Like I knew I snored. Yeah. I knew I wasn't getting the best of sleep, but now that I know there's a problem, it's like, it's like when you're driving down the road and you think, oh, I got to go to the bathroom, but I'm almost home. It'll be fine. And then as you pull into your garage, you're just like, holy, holy fucking fuck. shit, I got to go right <laughs> fucking now. <laughs> right? Like <laughs> like your brain or your like, – there was something in you that was just kind of holding it all until you're right at the place. Yeah. And it's like, oh, my God, I got to go now. And now that I know there's a problem, it's like I feel even more tired during the day and I feel – I don't know, kind of short of breath it, all the it, time. Like I, it's not I just, that you don't want to go to sleep. So you make sure like, if I go to sleep, I might not wake up. <laughs> no, I just, I, I just, I feel even worse now for some yeah. reason, knowing that there's this it's outstanding a, issue, what? but I'm really excited to go into the doctor and get it all sorted yeah. out and really looking forward to having a good night's sleep. Now you're just going to have to, you, you, you've learned how to wear glasses. Now you got to learn how to wear a <laughs> sleep apnea mask. Yeah. And my mom, I, so I have lunch with my mom like once a month because we're both so busy. I don't get yeah. to see her nearly as often as I'd like. And so we have, we try to schedule a lunch like once a month, catch up, chit chat about stuff that's going on. And I told her that, you know, I had the results in, hang on, <clears throat> hang on just a second. There's a froggy in there someplace. <laughs> Yeah. Excuse me. So mom, lunch? Yeah. She's worried about you? Mom, lunch. I tell her that I got the the results back and she's Mm -hmm. like, oh, well, now you're going to have to be fitted with a mask and you'll have to do the CPAP thing and everything. And she's like, and, you know, just, I'm, I'm sure that, you know, you're, you're going to be like me and be claustrophobic. So you're going to probably want to just get the nose pillows and not the full face mask and this and that. And I'm like, I'm not claustrophobic. But my mom does this thing where she figures that anything she has, she, she has you I have. have also because we're fairly similar in a lot of ways, but at the same time, we're not. And so she Yeah, but just, you don't, she's got boobs, you don't. She, well, she just does this, <laughs> no. she does this mom thing where she assumes that any issue she has or any that problem she, she has that I have Genetically passed to you. Yeah, yeah, that it's exactly the same. And I'm like, well, I'm not claustrophobic. And she's like. Oh, well, I am. An, and so I just kind of figured you would be. And she's like, but so you'll want to get the nose pillows. And I'm like, well, I, but, but what if I don't, I don't, I'm like, I'll, I'll probably just do what the doctor says I should yeah. do. Like that's their job. Figure that shit out. Like, I'm just going to get a trachea. <laughs> <laughs> we need to trach him. So yeah, looking forward to getting some good night's sleep here in the near future. Not at all looking forward to going into the sleep center. Yeah. That, that will be fun. That will suck. And she's like, and the beds there are really terrible. And I'm like, did you go to the same doctor as me? I'm pretty sure you didn't. Like, she's, like, I love like, my mom, but she does, she does some weird thing. I don't know. We all do. Everybody does. There's things about me that I'm sure she's like, God, I hate when he does that. Or I wish he would stop doing that. It's fucking annoying or whatever. I, I have lunch with my mom once a month and it's great to see her. And I love visiting her. She's wonderful. I couldn't ask for a better mother. There are things that she does, though, that really bother me. Yeah. When we, 
she she has a quote unquote allergy to pepper. Okay. It's she, she doesn't. There, there's yeah. not. A, that's not a thing. Like you're not. You just don't like to it. Pepper. You don't like it. Yeah. And your so, body doesn't agree with capsaicin. So when we go when we go to restaurants, it's always oh, does it have pepper in it? I'm allergic. Fucking everything has pepper in it. <laughs> everything. It's a spice. Oh, and they're always oh, I don't know. I'll have to go and check with the cook. And they come back and they're like, oh yeah, they put a little black pepper and shit. Yeah. Oh, I'm allergic, so I can't have that. <laughs> well, how about this? And it's like this whole deal over like you don't like spicy. Just say I don't like, I like spicy, spicy shit. Yeah. Is it spicy? Then don't have it. If it's not spicy then it's fine. You're not, there's no, you're not allergic to pepper. It's not just, a thing. You should just chuck a handful of black pepper right at her face sometime and go, ah, are you allergic? Like, oh fuck, she's sneezing. <laughs> Maybe. She's, but she's, she's, she's coming along on different things also. She loves to garden and is, is very, she's, she's starting to base a lot of her gardening techniques and the I'm, things that she does in plants and grows based more on scientific rather than factual accurate knowledge and praying of, in the garden instead of like you know the organic bullshit yeah. stuff that goes around and we'll talk more about glyphosate and stuff if not in this episode i'm sure sometime soon probably this episode we we, we don't we'll, know we, we'll get to it yeah it'll come up but uh there's that there's the pride festival coming mm-hmm. up soon that'll be on june 1st and, and 2nd in salt lake city I will be at the Atheists of Utah booth both on Saturday and Sunday. Not for the full day each day, but for like half of the day at each one. Uh, I'll be also, I think, marching in the parade, which should be fun. Uh, maybe I won't. I don't know. I've you know, never just watched a parade. Anytime I've gone to the Pride, the pride Festival, I've been, been in, in the it. parade. And so I've never been able to just watch the parade. And when I ended my last stint on the board for... I'm uh, atheists of Utah. I was like, it'd be great to just watch the parade someday, but I don't know. I, so I'll either be in it or at the parade, <laughs> but then I'll be at the booth. And as part of that, we have, we have a special announcement that we will be recording with the, the lovely women from latter day lesbian are going to be in town for the Salt Lake city pride festival. They'll be doing the pride festival events uh, on Saturday and Sunday, and then coming over here and recording with us in studio on Monday before they have to head back home. So, and I'll be at work. That will be a lot of fun. If you're unfamiliar with the Latter Day Lesbian podcast, you should go and check it out. They are fantastic. Mary and Shelley are very funny. Uh, Shelley is a former Mormon, mother of five or six kids, I want to say. Wow. And realized that she was a lesbian and of course that ended her that that precipitated the ending of her marriage yeah. and all of that but apparently her ex-husband has been very cool about it she's since left the LDS church and so it's their show is primarily centered around her discovering that she's a lesbian or coming to that realization uh deciding to follow her that herself path. yeah <laughs> to to be her authentic yeah. self and to come out as a lesbian <clears throat> Uh, to start dating and her new relationship and how that has unfolded with their family and everything. It's, it's been really interesting. It's a fun show to listen to. They're, they're funny. Um, and it's, it's just, it's heartwarming and funny and kind of heartbreaking in different, in different points when she's talking about how right. her family is, has reacted to different things. And of course, anybody who is familiar with the LDS church knows how 
bad the yeah. reaction of, of people can be when you come uh-huh. out as gay or lesbian if they're devout Mormons. Yeah, they don't really appreciate it very no, much. No, they're not they're not hip to that whole jive, man. No. So, but it's a fun show. And they will be here in town and then they'll be joining us in studio. I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, I might go hang out with them at the Sun Trap on the Friday before Ooh. the Pride festivities as well. So really looking forward to that. Uh what else? What else? What else? I think that's it. That's it. That's all okay. I have. Should we get to some newsy stuffs? Okay. All right, we'll do that uh when we come back. Awesome. This is Natalie Newell of Science Moms and the Parenthetical Science Podcast. You are listening to The Godless Revolution. Well, well, look who didn't feel like paying for their copy of Barney's Great Adventure. That's not mine. Someone else must have put it there. Now, let me be clear. You have two options. You can report Dina to corporate while I report you to the police. Or we can agree that sometimes good people make mistakes and put this whole darn thing behind us. Fine. But I'm never stepping foot in this dump again. And God grants us another miracle. Have a heavenly day. What? Did you plant that? Dina, I'm a man of truth and principle, so how can you even ask me that? Understood. It was me. I did it. I saved you. You owe me so hard. So hard. Yeah. I lied. Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. So there have been a lot of anti-abortion bills passed around the U.S. lately. Alabama, Georgia, Mississippi, I'm sure, is trying to pass their own thing, but... Nobody really gives a shit about Mississippi. No. Uh, but they're passing all over the place. Yeah. Where they're just trying to restrict it, it, a woman's access to reproductive rights. Well, even here in Utah, they passed a new anti-abortion bill, but they didn't get what they wanted. It went from, I think in Utah it was, you couldn't get an abortion after 21 weeks and it went down to 18 weeks. Oh, yeah. I know Utah passed something more restrictive, but I haven't followed it very closely. They wanted it to be like... 10 weeks or 12 weeks, they wanted to get even more restrictive on it, but they said, no, we can't do that. So they settled on 18 weeks. <laughs> let's just pick a number. Let's, yeah. let's compromise. No, it, the, the whole, the whole thing is fucking stupid. They're not, they don't care about the, the life of, of a baby or, or oh, woman no. or child. They don't, they don't, they don't, they're, they're not really pro-life. They're, they're pro-birth. Birth. Yeah. Yeah. They don't give a fuck about you after yeah. you're born. And we see that everywhere, right? Like we were talking before the show, before we started recording that, you know, Puerto Rico is still all fucked up. Flint, Michigan is still all fucked up. Yeah. And instead of fixing those things, Trump is now offering billions of dollars to farmers who he has fucked up because of his trade trade war with China. Yeah. Where China's basically like, oh, we don't need your soybean then. We'll get it from another source. Bye. Yeah. Sorry, U.S. farmers. Fuck you. Which that was... I can't remember how many millions or billions of pounds of fucking soybean China bought from us. A lot. Yeah, it was a lot. Like, it's crippling farmers right now not being able to sell product, having Mm -hmm. no one to sell to. Mm -hmm. Because that was their their market. That was their buyer. Mm -hmm. Gone. So, yeah. So, what was it? It was like a $70 billion. It was a huge number. Yeah. 
that he's basically doing the bailout farmers that he fucked over in the first place. You see, we're we're really costing more for American consumers and really hurting farms. And I'm trying to look like I'm really tough on China, but really I'm not. I'm just fucking stupid. And now farmers are hurting, so we're going to have to fix that. Really, I'm just going to walk around putting my fingers in broken, you know, little chips in, in yeah. this dike of, of economic prosperity that I've been talking about so much. But, and the thing is, ironically, I bet a lot of these conservative farmers hmm. be like, fuck you and your welfare you say, well, this ain't no welfare nation. Hey, thank you for that money, Trump. I really yeah. needed it because my farm was going in the hole. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I ain't taking no government funds for nothing. Well, except for when they had to bail out my farm because, yeah. you know, and my social security that I'm going to be on here pretty soon. And my Medicare. Yeah. And, oh, and every other subsidy they give me because I am a farmer. Yeah. I am the heart of America. <laughs> yeah. So he's, Trump has just fucked everything over so badly. That now he's having to go back and fix things that he's fucked up. Like the whole, the whole Republican premise of trickle down economics and that we can increase spending on things while also reducing taxes. That just doesn't fucking work. You're yeah. living on borrowed credit and eventually that bill is going to come due. Yeah. Like how often is he going to renew this, this credit bailout for these farmers? Mm -hmm. Like this, these billions of dollars won't last forever. Mm-hmm. I mean, for all these farms, it's like, well, what is that? That lasts you maybe a couple years, and then what? Mm -hmm. Do you do it again? Because they still ain't got nobody to sell their crop to, and if they're not having to grow that crop anymore, they're probably going to downsize their farm. Running the largest deficit in history. He's just—he's looking to do what he did with his businesses, businesses. and fucking bankrupt them. Fuck them over. You, but see, as a country, we can't really just declare bankruptcy and have that all no. work out just fine. That's not how the world works, that's, you fucking orange idiot. That's how we get a uh, little yellow star in our flag. Uh-huh. China. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's it's just bad. I think that we do have to move toward impeachment, not only because it's the right thing to do ethically and morally, like you can't have a president who is just above the law and you can't say, well, we're not going to try to prosecute him because then people who support him will be really upset. Well, that's true for any criminal, right? Yeah. There's always that, that grandmother or that mother who's like, oh, you know, yeah, he may have killed 30 people, but he's a good kid. Yeah. He's just misunderstood. I mean, and, and don't forget we're on what we're two and a half years into the Trump presidency. Mm. He still hasn't filled all the fucking cabinets. No. even. Uh, uh, fucking. He's doing. He's going gangbusters on on putting judges into their seats, though. But even then, they're not even all getting fulfilled. There's still a shortage of federal judges. Oh well, that's because there was a shit ton of judges that they wouldn't let Obama. Yeah. Seat. And uh, now, now Trump has been filling all of those all of those federal judge positions, lifetime appointments. But I mean, even Oval Office cabinet positions that are supposed to be filled, way long ago. Like, hey, day one, you need to fill your cabinet. Mm-hmm. No. My like, cabinet, I, I, I already have things in my cabinet. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, like last- I have, I have cereals. I have all the cereals, all the best cereals. <laughs> captain Crunch. Because <laughs> he's a captain. <laughs> I'm General Crunch. I love the cuckoo bird one. What uh, cereal is that? I don't know. It's delicious, though. Uh, but even like with Barr, he's the only guy in his office. Mm. Everyone else resigned. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. What? 
so like all the other cabinet positions that are supposed to be in the same with a, a bar for what is, he's the uh, attorney uh, general. Yeah. Like the people that were in his office with him all resigned. Oh, yeah. I've not heard this. This was like just before the Mueller report came out. I said it's just someone was doing an article. I'm like, it's, this is really dangerous because Barr has no oversight. There is no one else in that office right now. Hmm. He's running that office by himself. Well, Trump recently said that he's finally got his attorney general. Yeah. That's not how it's supposed to work either. Yeah. Like you're not, it's not your attorney general. He is the United the States, States attorney uh, general. Yeah. He's not general counsel to the White House. He's, yeah. He's not your lawyer. He's, he's, <laughs> he's the United States attorney general, not your personal fucking attorney. And yes. Trump doesn't seem to understand how that works. A blessing, a blessing from the Lord. God be praised. We're jumping back into this. You don't know, but through the magic, <laughs> through the magic of audio recording devices and pausing and editing, you're ruining it now. <laughs> well, I have to let them all know that you just saved our lives, Ryan. I'm kind of a hero. <laughs> no, we're sitting here, and I have my vape mod plugged in, and. Ryan is sitting across the table from me and started acting weird and like picking stuff up on the table. And I thought, oh, great. There's a fucking spider. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking for webs and I'm like, what's going on? And he's like, uh, is that thing on? It's, it's smoking. There was smoke and it smells like ozone in here. Yeah. Now. But yeah, my mod apparently I, I had it plugged in and charging and something in the mod itself. The batteries are fine. But the mod itself, apparently, you can fried. see where it got fried. There was something in it that fried and started smoking, and I was unaware of what the fuck was going I, on. <laughs> Ryan's like, smoke. My firefighter training has trained me <laughs> to, to, see smoke. to be super alert for even the smallest faint <laughs> puff of smoke from anything. I never saw the smoke, but I can sure smell the, the burning. Well, and then there was the awkward, but what, 15 seconds of both of us looking at going, uh. You gonna check the batteries? Yeah, <laughs> I really don't want to touch it. It's pretty warm. Uh, these things have been known to explode. Uh, let's take it somewhere not near us. Yeah. So yeah, we took a little break, took it upstairs, and now everything's fine. Luckily, what it wasn't... were we talking about? <laughs> uh, Barr. Barr. William Barr and Donald Trump is a fucking idiot. Anyway, yeah, that. So that is all how that goes. What what got us on that trail? Uh, the fact that Trump hasn't filled his cabinet. We're professionals, and, people. You don't know. And how William Barr <laughs> is sitting in without a staff right now because they all quit. Oh, that that's what you were saying. And I hadn't heard that the rest of the staff had quit or anything. Yeah. I knew that he's a dick. And yeah. He's doing the president's bidding, which isn't a thing he should be doing. Like, they both don't seem to understand how this is supposed to work. It's not that you're hired by the president to be the president's attorney. He has attorneys for that. You're the United States attorney general. General. That's you. Yeah. You're fucking and up all over the place, Billy. Yeah. And it's kind of like, oh, wow. You can read 500 pages really fast, can't you? <laughs> like within a what, couple hours? And then present little snippets of the information in there completely out of context. Yeah. And, and. Providing just enough of it to justify what you want it to say, but in full context, it means exactly, exactly the, the opposite. opposite. Yeah, it's like he's working for one Like person. you dishonest fucking hack. You should resign because you're a partisan fucking hack. Yeah. 
It's also kind of like why Trump doesn't like the FBI because they don't do what he says to do. Yeah. Why are they investigating me? I don't want him to do that. Yeah. Aren't I their boss now? I just hope they find the oranges. I'm king. I mean, president of the United <laughs> States. And uh, what I want to go should be the thing that people do. Yeah. And, well, and then there's him recently walking out of negotiations with Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi yeah. and Chuck Schumer. Uh, they set up a meeting because they wanted to talk about infrastructure, trying to get some funding for that. Trump had agreed to which, yeah, which he's, already which like he was on board for billions of dollars in funding yeah. for for infra, for our crumbling infrastructure for, for across the United bridges States. bridges and railroad and the highways. Yeah, he was on board for that, and I don't know what the well, he's a petulant little fucking child. So he walks into a meeting, never even actually takes a seat, tells them. I don't want to work with you because you're investigating me. And so I'm not going to do anything with you until you stop investigating Ugh. me. And then he walked out to the Rose Garden where on his podium, oh, yeah. they already had signs the printed no up. No collusion, no... Uh, uh, yeah, like it was all yeah. just political theater. He had no intention of actually meeting with them to talk about infrastructure. Yeah. He deliberately did this as an act of political theater so that he could walk out to the Rose Garden and say, I don't even want to, I, you know, I, I do what I can, but we just have to stop these endless, ridiculous investigations. No, that's Congress. That's part of Congress's job, job is <laughs> oversight yeah. of you, you stupid fuck. Yeah. But well, I'm not going to work with you. He doesn't know what his job is. Well, and then he could, he he did that whole thing where he's complaining about, oh, you you're saying that I'm part of a cover up. I don't do cover ups, <laughs> dude. Let's look at your fucking history, shall we? Uh, you paid to cover up your affair with Karen McDougal. Yep. You paid to cover up your affair with Stormy McDaniels. Yep. Look at your fucking head, dude. Tell me <laughs> that you're not into cover ups after looking in the mirror at your own fucking head. <laughs> That's what you do. That is your persona. Yeah. You are a fucking, you're the master of trying to cover shit up. That's all you fucking do. You make messes and then you try to cover them up like a little fucking kid who spills a drink on the floor and then puts a towel over it. Instead of telling anybody what happened, you just cover that shit up and hope that nobody will notice. Well, we notice, motherfucker, and you need to be impeached. Yeah. We, that's what, that's the other thing we were talking about earlier. I think they should absolutely start an impeachment investigation it would give them you know other avenues to explore and to get information and evidence well, his from the Mueller investigation it would it would open the yeah that's the other thing i work at an agency <laughs> where the two people at the head of the agency the the i the head of the irs and the irs chief counsel who have been appointed by trump and they're both trump fucking cronies they're supposed to by law, turn over Trump's tax returns, and they're fighting tooth and nail to not have yeah. that done, which is really weird for somebody who has, you know, been saying that I've done nothing wrong, wrong. everything is perfectly well, fine, and for somebody who also said before when he them. was running that he would release his tax returns. When the returns. audit was over with, that, yeah. went, that, that wasn't going on. He's working really fucking hard to keep people... To keep information away from people for somebody who is completely innocent and the, and who thinks that whatever evidence may be discovered will completely exonerate him, right? If that's the case, then you should be like, here, what else can I give you? I will give you whatever evidence you ask for because I've done nothing wrong. You'll see that and this will exonerate yeah. me and prove that you're all just a bunch of, you know, assholes who are doing this as a partisan display of power, trying to just usurp me as president and trying to, trying to, you know, reduce everybody's trust in my abilities 
and you're just trying to ruin my good name. Well, here's all of this. And now don't you all look like a bunch of fucking idiots because you've done all of this when you didn't need to. But no, he's not doing that. He's trying to hide it as much as he can. Filing lawsuits to block requests from the banks that he's done businesses that he's done business with filing lawsuits to stop the IRS from releasing his tax information. That's not what an innocent person does, especially when they had already said that they were going to release them themselves. Yeah. And, and which was an obvious fucking lie. I haven't heard anything about it in a while, but the, uh, the investigation at New York city was doing into the Trump, uh, foundation. Oh, they, they said that the Trump foundation is closed. They can never well, reopen. Well, it they're, they're closed and have... never reopened, but the yeah. whole investigation, because I thought there was a court trial going on with that too. I believe they're the still state investigating level. and, and New York is doing all kinds of exciting stuff like recently ruling that, Hey, if you want to see Trump's state tax returns, come and get them. Yeah. We'll let you see them. Just let us know. We've passed legislation specifically so that if you ask for it, we'll just give you it to you. have to give it to you. Yeah. Come and, come and ask us for it because we're all we're, we're ready for you. Here you go. Can I ask for him? I don't know. I don't think so. Oh. I don't think you can as a private citizen just request through a Freedom of Information Act. Some yeah, of these tax I'm returns. just not an average private citizen. <laughs> I'm Ryan, damn it. I just saved our yeah. lives because uh, Dan's mod was burning up. I'm on a table. hero. <laughs> You're a bona fide <laughs> hero, Ryan. No, yeah, he's been doing all kinds of uh, hinky shit like that. That is, he, I think we should absolutely start impeachment hearings and investigations because then, if nothing else, it's going to give the Democrats more power to get the information they want. It'll it'll justify a lot of their actions more, and it will get every Republican who supports Donald Trump on the record as as saying, I support this president in light of all of this information that has come forward of him being a crook and a criminal. And I still support him. It will get them on the record as supporting this criminal. I want them on the record as supporting this criminal president so that when the elections come around, people can see, Oh, Donald Trump did X, Y, and Z. And this Republican asshole, even knowing that Donald Trump had done this chose to support this president. They don't care about, regular United States citizens and American citizens and improving their lives, they're there trying to secure their political power and, and trying to protect the president's political power in support of the party. They don't give yeah. a shit about the rest of the country, which they already know a majority of their, their, uh, people that elect them. will just circle that R. Right. Yeah, they most give most up. people most people don't follow tick because don't don't follow tick pokles very well. Yet. Even if they follow <laughs> follow pokle ticks, um, as long as that person is a godly Christian, I'll vote for him. Yeah, they're saying things that I like that that I like to hear them say. Like I go to church on Sunday, I like hearing that. Yeah. I'll vote for him. I'm praying for you. God is great. God is in control. Yeah, they're well, gonna let us say. Merry Christmas again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If I'm Which, president, we're going to say Merry Christmas again. I know that everybody's been really terrified to say Merry Christmas, though I've said it twice now. Merry yeah. Christmas. That's four by Mike. <laughs> but then the, I love that when I've someone said Merry Christmas more than any president in the history of the United States. There's, there's that clip out there somewhere of uh, him saying, now that I'm president, we can say Merry Christmas again, all kind of stuff. Then it goes to Obama. Literally saying Merry Christmas all the fucking time. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, but in talking about the restrictive abortion bills that are passing, 
Uh, it's always interesting when you hear somebody on the right accidentally admit and give the game away about exactly what they're doing and why. Yeah, but I mean, and we have that with Matt Staver. Matt Staver. The the playbook was kind of laying on the fucking table. Pretty much. I mean, we we all knew. I mean, he just in our heart of hearts what w- was going these on. These conservatives are doing. Yeah. Now he just basically said, "Oh yeah, that is our playbook laying there." Yeah. Matt Staver just lays it all out for us. This is this is kind of a beautiful thing. This comes to us from Right Wing Watch. It says Matt Staver accidentally admitted the truth about anti-abortion quote heartbeat bills unquote uh, from Hemant Meta. Uh, says when it comes, did I say this is from the friendly atheist? I think I may have misquoted earlier. Uh, says that when it comes to all the anti-abortion heartbeat bills Republicans are passing in red states, the criticism from from some progressives has always been clear. The heartbeat may the heartbeat may appear around the sixth week of pregnancy before some women even know they're pregnant. Waiting until a heartbeat to ban abortion then isn't connected to anything medical or procedural. It's just a way to ban abortions without saying it out loud. Hell, at six weeks, a fetus doesn't even have a literal heart. The noise we're calling a heartbeat is something else entirely. I think we talked about that before. Yeah. The anti-abortion crowd usually dismisses that criticism, claiming that the heartbeat is a medical milestone in fetal development. But that's because they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Uh, someone in that bunch should have let Liberty Council's Matt Staver in on the game plan since he just gave away the truth. The reason these, quote, heartbeat bills, unquote, are passing is because they're abortion bans under a different name. It has nothing to do with a fetus. And then mm-hmm. it's got this lovely bit of audio yeah. from Matt Staver. And him with a cheesy smile. When you have this detectable heartbeat, it's five to six weeks uh, post-fertilization. So most women would never even know that they're pregnant until at or after that time because you're just now missing your first menstrual cycle. And you don't know if that's just something that happened or if you're actually pregnant until you actually do a pregnancy test. And so most abortions, Holly, under these heartbeat bills would be banned. You would not be able to do it. And And he thinks that's a wonderful thing. Yeah. They're not looking to actually protect the mother or anything like that. They're trying to do away with abortion entirely. And Matt Staver knows that's what they're doing. And he just told everybody that that's what they're doing. (laughs) They're just trying to kill Roe. It's going to be a death by a thousand cuts. You know, they they have no interest in actually protecting a woman's right to to her reproductive system. They want to stop abortion at any cost yeah, because they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. I'm having a sneezing. And they don't care about they don't care about women or bodily autonomy for women. They view women as helpmeets, as servants, as less than, as broodmares to satisfy the sexual desires of their husband and then bear offspring, yeah. hopefully as many boys as possible, to carry on that good man's name. Yeah, they really don't care about anything besides that the baby's born because mm-hmm. like when I think about it, like, okay, what are reasons for someone to want to get an abortion? Mm-hmm. Uh, single and too young, uh, trying to go to college. It's going to fuck up everything there. They would rather her have this child that she doesn't want, had no desire to probably have in the first place and is now going to totally change and shift the rest of her life in a negative aspect. Well, yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, they don't, they don't want to, 
provide comprehensive sex education that would lead yep. to fewer pregnancies. Which it's proven. <laughs> they don't want to provide access to contraception, which would which, which, stop unwanted pregnancies. Which Colorado did. And guess what <laughs> happened? Unwanted pregnancies went down. Yeah. I mean, by huge numbers. I mean, basically, <laughs> so I, I shared this meme out on Facebook and it, and it says, you know, women, can I have birth control? Republicans, no. Women. I couldn't get birth control, so I got pregnant. Can I have an abortion? Republicans, no. no. Women, you prevented me from having an abortion, so I'm carrying the fetus, but my employer won't provide reasonable accommodations and is threatening to fire me. Would you please pass the Pregnant Workers Fairness Act? Republicans, no. Women, okay, well, I had the baby, but now I'm out of work. Can I have WIC and food stamps until I get back on my feet? Republicans, no. Women, okay, well, uh, now I've found a job, but it doesn't offer me insurance. Can I have government-guaranteed insurance? Republicans, no. Women, my kid got sick and I got fired because I missed time caring for him. Can I get unemployment? Republicans, no. Women, I'm having a hard time getting my kid from school consistently. Can we fund after-school programs? Republicans, no. <laughs> I mean, you can go down the line of every kind of program that would help support women and families and children and, and, single and, Republi mothers. and Republicans down the line to yeah. a person as a party platform say, no, fuck you. You're the one who decided to have sex. You're the one who has to live with the consequences. Yeah. Oh, well, what about the guy who also participated in this? Didn't have to carry a fetus until it was born for nine months. Doesn't have to necessarily care for it every day as much as, as most women are expected to take care of them, especially in Christian households. No, we're not going to support you with any of that. You need to find a good man who oh, will keep you in line and provide for you. And in some states, if the reason why you got pregnant was because you were raped, that guy is not required to pay child support, mm. but can uh, go to court to get child visitation rights. It just blows my fucking mind. They say, you know, Republicans say, oh, well, there's no war on women. We love women. No, mm. you love to treat women like shit. You love to treat women as less than you. You love to be able to control women. You don't give a fuck about women and their mental and physical health and the health and physical health and the mental and physical health of their children. You just want them to keep pumping out babies. Or even even when it came to uh 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 tampons. Mm. Uh, they were like, wasn't there a luxury tax on them or something? And they're trying to pass a bill like, why, why are we taxing these at a higher rate than other things? Why doesn't it just tax normally? Why is it a luxury tax on these? Like, well, what's I have no them? idea what you're talking about. It was about a year or two ago where they're trying to fight like, Hey, why are they so expensive? There's uh, something I need. Like, I can't just, there yeah, was a special tax I can on go, tampons. Well, there's certain things are tax have a certain different tax rate. Like even at the uh, grocery store. Well, that would be at a state level, right? That's not a federal thing. I think, yeah, I think I can't remember. It might have been, it might have been here in Utah even. Oh yeah. But I thought it was something like they were putting the uh, the higher tax bracket on female hygiene products. On feminine hygiene products. And hmm. it was like they're like, why, why are you doing that? Why are you putting the higher tax on them? Like that's that's fucked up. I've not heard that, but yeah, that would be fucked up if they did. Yeah, but. They're like I said, they don't really care about helping women and children and families. They no. have a biblical view that abortion is bad, which is another weird fucking thing because abortion isn't mentioned in the Bible anywhere. No. In fact, God advocates for the murder of children yep. and infants and 
even fetuses in a pregnant woman's belly. Well, you should murder them and smash the babies on the rocks. And wasn't it even in the Old Testament where you're not even considered a, a, a human being, a living person until you're four years old? That's when you can be accounted. I don't know. I think it had more to do with like the roles, like a uh, census. Yeah. You didn't get counted on the Old Testament census until you were four years old. Then being for the time back then, you might have been lucky to make it to four. So they'd probably come by your house, go, <laughs> how old's that little one? Oh, he's only three. We're not going to count him yet. He might be dead in a year. Yeah. Yeah. But that, I don't know. I, it's when we look at all of these policies, the Republicans support and that they don't support. It's very, 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 very clear that the main problem with the Republican platform isn't just that they don't really give a fuck about anybody besides themselves, right? That it's, oh, well, we care about rich white men maintaining their power, yeah. which, of course, is a central part of their platform and, and the things that they're trying to get done. But beyond that, it's our religion has so demented our view of the rest of the world that it has infected and poisoned everything that we do. Yeah. And we see that with everything that they do. They're so twisted by their religious beliefs that they deny observable, undeniable, unless you're a religious person, scientific facts about the world in which we live. They deny climate change. They yep. deny bodily autonomy for women. They deny the same type of help that they would offer to somebody who looks like them to brown people, to black people. We talked earlier about Flint and uh, Puerto Rico yeah. not receiving the help that they should be getting. It drives well, me insane. I mean, not just on that level. It's uh, low-income families in the school districts they go to are usually less funded. Mm -hmm. And those low-income areas are usually a demographic that's not always very white. Yeah. Well, and it's because they've been institutionally disadvantaged from people in power who want to maintain that power. Yeah. And it's kind of like that, uh, that video that came out last week where the black guy was cleaning the terrace in front of his apartment at his college and the cops showed up his own terrace, his own terrace Yeah, at the college at, at the dorm building he lives in. And they showed up and tell him to put the weapon down. Hey and boy, had a whole what bunch you of doing there. up there? Oh, and the weapon he had was the, the little tongs to pick trash up. <laughs> the little gripper claw yeah. thing. Yeah. He's a, a black guy at a, probably a white college and a cop sees him there. Well, that's fucking suspicious. What's a black guy doing here? Yeah. Just makes me so mad. Enrages me, in fact. All right. We're going to talk about glyphosate when we get back because okay. there, that's been in the news a lot lately. Roundup, glyphosate, Monsanto, the whole GMO stuff. We got to revisit that because people are dumb about it. And we got to re-revisit it because I fucked last week up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that a bit too, maybe. <laughs> My name is Dr. Karen Garst. I am the author of Women Beyond Belief, Discovering Life Without Religion. I also have a blog at www.faithlessfeminist.com. You can find me on Facebook at Faithless Feminist and Twitter. I'm at Karen underscore Garst. And you are listening to the Godless Revolution. Kate, do you believe in God? Yeah, I think there's a God. Yeah? But I think it lives in nature. Mm -hmm. You know, the rocks and trees and crap like that. Honestly, I think God could be a frog. Yeah. Uh, brother. 
If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you! Do you like pesticides, Ryan? I mean, I want eat them. <laughs> but it's not something that you keep on your snack shelf? No. <laughs> I mean, I use fertilizers and chemicals on my lawn mm-hmm. and i've got no issue with that yeah but it's really bad why aren't you just doing an organic lawn ryan uh because the city would probably find me if i did <laughs> uh there has been a lot of talk about glyphosate and roundup in the news recently because of a couple court decisions that have been handed down where Now, all of a sudden, everybody believes because of these court decisions that Roundup or glyphosate causes cancer. And that's bullshit, people. It is absolute grade A horse manure or bull manure, whatever kind of shit you want to, you want, you want to identify as this belief. That's what it is. It's, it's, well, not good. It's not based on science. Yeah. I was going to say a pool of jurors. Are yeah. not scientists. Right. Yeah. Which is exactly the point that I wanted to get to here is that it kills me that so many people who, of course, have this whole naturalistic fallacy built in that, oh, well, you know, chemicals are bad and any large company who sells chemicals is also automatically bad because A, they're a big company and then B, they're selling chemicals which is really bad, Ryan. You don't want chemicals on things. Everything is chemicals. Yeah. We're all made of chemicals. That's that's how the world is. Some chemicals do react badly with other chemicals. Mm-hmm. Usually those are the ones that go boom. Mm-hmm. Or straight up poison and kill your ass. Mm-hmm. But we've, we've got those identified pretty well. Yes. We know what they are. <laughs> yes. And we've talked a lot about GMOs in the past because I, in the past, was one of those people. Who was like, oh. chemicals are bad and GMOs are bad and they're making Franken food and this is terrible and we don't know what's going on and it's this company who's controlling our stuff and the things that we eat. And then I took some time to actually educate myself on what was going on because I got tired of seeing the stupid memes about people injecting tomatoes with a syringe yeah. or, you know, saying that corn because, was going to grow teeth. Because <laughs> that's, like that's that. not how this works. Yeah, that's not at all how biotech works at at all all. not at all and so then there's then you know and then it's just been it's like playing whack-a-mole it's it's a lot like religious belief like people don't skeptically look at the information they're provided with and then they create bad arguments and when you point out a bad argument that they're using they'll just move on to the next Mm -hmm. argument because it promotes the same narrative that they want to keep following and already believe in And I mean, I've been having this argument with people for years now. And when it first started, it was that, you know, well, Roundup is terrible because it's from Monsanto and Monsanto is just an evil company who created Agent Agent Orange. Yeah. Yep. Okay. But you're not putting Agent Orange in your garden. Monsanto wasn't the only company that made Agent Orange. They were a company who was directed by the government to to make make Agent Agent Orange. Orange. Like there's, and so as you point out all of these things and people abandon those arguments, then it's, well, Roundup is really toxic. No, actually, it's much less toxic than all of the previous herbicides that had been used. Yeah. It's much safer for both the environment and for people. 
It's safer for food. It's it's awesome. It's a really effective chemical. It's, it's a part of a thing called progress. Yeah. <laughs> well, but it's really bad then because it's it's creating super weeds. Well, that's the whole process of evolution. <laughs> that as you as you you know continue to kill all of these noxious weeds with Roundup, then those weeds start to develop a tolerance to that and eventually an immunity, and then they create so-called superweeds. But that will happen regardless yeah. of what chemical you're and, using. And technically, it's not it's not a superweed. It's not that you can't kill it. It's just right. that it's become used to that formula. Yeah. It's kind of like the flu shot. It has evolved yeah. to be able to tolerate that, higher levels of that herbicide. That herbicide. Yeah. Now they got to go in and tweak the chemicals into it to find out, okay, what's another weakness we can target in this plant that won't target the other plants? Mm-hmm. Oh, here it is. Here's our new formula. And it t- still takes like five or six years before that formula can even make it on the fucking shelf because it has to go through a shitload of EPA or FDA testing. Yeah. Well, and then it's, well, oh. they're killing the bees. No, actually, mm-hmm. that's not, it's not Roundup and glyphosate that is killing the bees. It's... A lot of different things, one of them primarily being the Varroa mite that is getting into bee colonies and killing them. That's that's the real issue here. Well, then it's – and they just keep bringing up – you know, as you shoot down one argument, they'll bring up another one and another one and yeah. another one and another one. And I can remember having a conversation with a friend of mine who, you know, after after going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, finally I was just like, look, man, you've brought up this objection and this objection and this objection and this objection and I've shown you all why those are wrong. Like – at what point are you just going to realize that maybe what you want to believe isn't what is actually going yeah. on and educate yourself on what is actually going on? Or, or is this something that you've just taken up as a cause now? This is your, this is your new God. You're going to die on this hill that Monsanto and glyphosate and Roundup are terrible products and it doesn't matter what anybody says. It doesn't matter what the science says. This is something you're just always going to believe dogmatically and you're going to look for reasons to justify that belief to yourself. Is that what's going on? It's like because a new if religion. It is, then I feel like I've wasted a lot of my own fucking time yeah. for things that you now admit you are offering bad arguments for. What new arguments are you going to give? Is this uh, like, are you just so entrenched or can we move on and you can go out and learn some more shit about this instead of looking like an idiot? Yeah, if, if you if you rephrased everything and said, hey, guess what? John, I've come up with this product. Hmm. It's pretty cool. And guess what? It's not harmful to you. It won't hurt you at all. But here's what it will do. It will make farmers' fields yield more crops. Healthier crops. <gasps> what? It, yeah, I know. Which in turn basically makes it so the farmer has more profit at the end of the day. Because right now a lot of farmers, you know, crops that don't make it, they don't make money. They bought the seeds, they planted, they spent the time, spent the water on it, but they get no profit from it. So this helps the farmer immensely. Mm. It also puts more food in the grocery stores and to places that need it. So therefore the price should go down because there's a lot larger supply for probably a similar demand. Do you think that we we should do this? Well, why don't you just grow them organically? Well, I mean, they are growing out of the ground. It's not in a lab. So the, the seed is still planted in the ground. We still yeah, but use the water. Organic means that they don't use chemicals. Well, on it, you Ryan. see, that's not entirely true. <laughs> because even though it's certified organic and you paid the money to get it certified organic, there are still chemicals that are allowed to spray on those products, which are sometimes more dangerous. More toxic. More than, toxic than glyphosate. Than the one I invented. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the one I invented is actually safer than what they spray on the organic foods. And the crops that they're growing with these chemicals that are more dangerous, more toxic. Toxic, 
provide less yield and are more damaging to the environment. Yeah. But you go on, Mr. Organic Warrior. You keep thinking yeah. that you're doing the right thing. Because that organic one, it's going to need like 10 times the amount of product sprayed onto it to get that smaller yield. So they're going to spend more money to it's grow that. It's going to use up more arable land. It's yep. going to use more water. Yeah. For less in return. For less yield. Yeah. So I think biotech is a great thing. It's fucking amazing. There is no way that we are going to be able to feed the world and reduce the impact to the environment without using biotech. That's, it's not you know like how, scientists are sitting around like, how can we poison people today? Well, I got another answer to that. Mandatory abortions. Oh yeah? Less people, less mouths to feed, less pollution. Send all those babies straight to heaven. Yep. No, no <laughs> worry at all that they're going to end up in hell or that they'll do anything bad. They've not had the chance and they're just sitting up there with Jesus now. Yep. That's an awesome idea, Ryan. You're welcome. Let's do that. Let's I'm, pass that legislation. I'm full of them. <laughs> Everyone's required to have one abortion a year. <laughs> After the age of 14. <laughs> but so, so Roundup and Glyphosate have been in the news a lot lately because of these jury decision. There was what, two two now? Was there a second one just recently? There's at least two. I think there may be three. Okay. Um, and I've got an article here that we'll read in just a moment. But before we get to that, I want to say that the people who who look at these court rulings and go, yeah, see, it causes cancer. They decided so in court. Wait a minute. They also decided that OJ Simpson was innocent. Yeah. That how many people that we've put to death on, you know, the the were convicted of crimes they never committed and then sentenced to death, you know, juries in court decided that whatever they had heard convinced them in order to produce, to pronounce this person guilty later, they were exonified, exonerated, exonified. <laughs> that sounds they like a good band. Exonified to talk about, <laughs> uh, no, they were exonerated, uh, through DNA evidence that yeah. said that they weren't even at the scene at through all. Through science. <laughs> but this person is now dead, but hey, they were convicted in court, and so I guess we should just go on that. That's that's not that's not how science works. That's not how decisions about what we should be using to feed and, the planet should work. It shouldn't be it shouldn't be based on what twelve people who are not scientists are are convinced by very good attorneys. And and let's let's just call it what it basically is. It's a fucking a court is a debate. Right. You got one side for, one side against. And then you got a group of people that are at the end of it going, hmm, I think the side for won. <laughs> I liked his argument better. <laughs> yeah. This is this is part of the reason why we don't have ads on the show. Uh I don't want to advertise for things like Blue Apron where a company puts out blanket statements about they want to provide organic things because GMO is potentially unsafe or harmful. Like that's not what the science is telling us. And you're promoting fear in people. And it really bothers me when there are a lot of shows that I listen to and are created by people that I really respect and I think are, are wonderful people. And then they do things like advertising for Blue Apron, and I just cringe every fucking time I hear it, including from people <laughs> like the Skeptic's Guide to the Universe. The The article we're going to read here is from Dr. Steve Novella, who talks in his show a lot about biotech and GMOs 
and Monsanto and glyphosate and Roundup and how they're perfectly harmless and they're wonderful and blah. Not perfectly harmless. He's not said that. But that they I are mean, a boon to society and, and great for the population at large. And they advertise for Blue Apron. It just – I can't understand well, why they would do that. Money. Yeah. Yeah. Which is sad. And they're like they, – they're like – between them and that mattress company, they're like the two biggest fucking like <laughs> podcast Casper. Yeah. Like yeah. every podcast I listen to, well, it used to be Blue Apron. I think a lot of people have dumped Blue Apron. Oh, good. And it's all Casper now. All I hear is Casper. Besides Casper uh, and MeUndies, uh, Kevin Smith. Oh yeah, Kevin Smith just just talks about weed now. <laughs> <laughs> he, he'll he'll do commercials for weed places in California and oh, Colorado yeah? and stuff, and he's got his own <laughs> line of weed now too. Oh, nice. <laughs> Very good. His secret stash. Secret stash is that what he's calling it? Yeah. Well, it's got. Well, that's the name of his comic book store, and ah. it's got it's got him and Jason Mewes' face on the uh, tube. Oh, nice. So it's a pre-rolled. I mean, I've only seen pictures of it because I fucking pre-rolled J. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Uh, this article is found on sciencebasedmedicine.org. And is written by Dr. Stephen Novello, who is one of the people in the Skeptic's Guide to the Universe. And I think he's awesome. I, I really like the show. I like the people involved there. I am disappointed that they have continued <laughs> to advertise for Blue Apron, along with several other shows with people uh, whom I admire. And this article is a little bit dated. It's from August 15th of 2018, but a lot of people have but been the, contacting me recently. The science is still the same. Yeah, the science is the same. The science hasn't changed. And a lot of people have been contacting me recently asking for my opinion or what I think or where they can go for more information about the court decisions and, you know, is is glyphosate and Roundup cancerous or does it, can it cause cancer and is it a problem? Blah, 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 blah. And so it's time that we revisit it. All right. So the the article is the science behind the Roundup lawsuit. A jury has awarded a man $289 million for allegedly contracting cancer from exposure to Roundup, but the science is not on their side. On August 10th, the California jury awarded Dwayne Johnson $289 million in damages against the company Monsanto, now owned by Bayer. Monsanto is not a company anymore, people. This is something that also... Well, makes me a little bit crazy. And when Monsanto was a company, they just developed stuff. Mm -hmm. And if I'm correct in remembering right, they usually let their patents lapse. Well, they would allow they or, would allow some of their patents after a few years to be used in university research. Okay, and and would yeah, there's there's a lot. So they of weren't things. like a, a super secretive play. Like you can't you can't know what we're doing. Well, initially, sure. I mean, well, yeah, when they're developing they develop pat yeah. patent and and initially release it, just yeah. like any other company. Yeah. But eventually, they they let other people millions, perhaps oh, yeah. billions of dollars in research and development for this product. And so, yes, it's theirs. It's it, that's how things work. They're in, they've invested tons and tons of resources into developing a product. It is their product that they've yeah. developed. But if they, if, if they wanted to, they could never release that patent. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, they, they could hold on to it. Well, I, I'm not sure. As long as they keep I renewing think. it, I, I thought as far as the patent goes, it, it has a time lapse on it or mm -hmm. there's, a, there's a time stamp on it. Then when it comes towards the end of the time stamp, you basically have to renew your patent. Hmm. Yeah. As I'm long as you keep renewing sure it, works. you keep it. If you don't renew it, it's now open sourced. Hmm. 
other people can have access to your patent and make something similar to what you have made because you no longer own it. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure how patent law works, but uh, I know that they have allowed universities to to use their materials and research mm-hmm. in, in further developing research and, and other products. Uh, the decision was based on the claim that Johnson, a greenskeeper, developed non-Hodgkin's lymphoma because of his exposure to Roundup, an herbicide that contains the active ingredient glyphosate that was developed by Monsanto. Again, no longer a company. Uh, there, there was a thing that Bernie, or at least supporters of Bernie, published out recently talking about glyphosate and Monsanto as if Monsanto still existed and it hasn't existed for nearly a year now, which is when Bear bought them. I wonder if people still are holding uh, the March on Monsanto rally. Oh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> March against Monsanto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. March against, not on. We're marching against something yeah. that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> The decision will almost certainly be appealed and is being widely criticized because it is not in line with the science. There is a long line. There is a long history of juries awarding damages based on flimsy science. Dow Corning famously filed for bankruptcy following class action lawsuits alleged uh, for alleged damages due to silicone breast implants. This is something that I learned while reading this. While the science was still preliminary, the claim that the breast implants were causing autoimmune disease, which the manufacturer denied. Juries found the women sympathetic, however, and companies rarely appear sympathetic in such trials. But in 2000, a meta-analysis found that, quote, On the basis of our meta-analyses, there was no evidence of an association between breast implants in general or silicone gel-filled breast implants specifically and any of the individual connective tissue diseases. All definite connective tissue diseases combined or other autoimmune or rheumatic conditions. From a public health perspective, breast implants appear to have a minimal effect on the number of women in whom connective tissue diseases develop, and the elimination of implants would not likely would not be likely to reduce the incidence of connective tissue diseases. End quote. It seems we have a similar situation with Roundup and cancer, except the meta-analysis was published before the huge jury award rather than after. The wrinkle here is that this and other lawsuits were likely sparked in part by the WHO decision in 2015. WHO is the World Health Organization. Who are they? The World Health Organization. (laughs) To classify glyphosate as a, quote, probable carcinogen, end quote. That decision was an outlier, however, and was immediately criticized. Several independent reviews of the WHO decision concluded that the decision was in error and that the totality of evidence does not support the conclusion that there is any link between glyphosate and non-Hodgkin's lymphoma specifically or any cancer. The article says, I review the evidence and the expert panel reviews here. It's a link to another article. An interesting 2017 review explored why the European Union, which concluded glyphosate was safe, came to a different conclusion than the World Health Organization. Quote, Use of different data sets, particularly on long-term toxicity slash carcinogenicity in rodents, could partially explain the divergent views, but methodological differences in the evaluation of the available evidence have been identified. The EU assessment did not identify a carcinogenicity hazard, revised the toxicological profile proposing new toxicological reference values, and conducted a risk assessment for some representative issues. 
Now, we always use, like, mice and rats to do these tests. Usually. They're very prone to different kinds of cancers. Well, there are some types of rats that are very prone to cancers. So the, the most, the most widely panned study that tried to tie glyphosate to an increased risk of cancer was performed by Seralini. And the rats that he used in this testing are known to be predisposed to developing large tumors just. Yeah just in the wild like they just yeah. produce these random large like tumors everyone i know that's owned rats my sister had a rat i got a buddy that has rats mm-hmm. they've none of them died from being old they got cancer they've got cancer and died like my buddy has one right now he said they have to put it down this next week because it developed a large tumor on his chin yeah he had one last year that died because it had a stomach tumor it's like that seems to me to be something rather very common, I know the albino rats, I've heard, it's way more common in them versus like the gray ones or the black ones. But it seems that it's a rather common thing in that species to develop tumors. To develop tumors so yeah. if you're doing something and you're looking for developing tumors and the thing already develops tumors on its own, that seems kind probably of flawed. Not best, probably not the best subject to be testing uh, for cancerous tumors. I, I know you have a, a, a subset where they're not being exposed. But what if that's the one healthy one in your fucking group? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How many controls do you have? Yeah. And, yeah. So, so the study by Seralini was, was panned and later actually retracted because it was such a poorly put together study. Okay. Um, so essentially for, for these things with, with the World Health Organization and, and the other, they use different data and methods. Quote, in a special report published on June 14, 2017, investigators at Reuters uncovered the shocking fact that an American scientist, Dr. Aaron Blair, the chairman of the International Agency for Research on Cancer, IARC, which is the portion of WHO, of the World Health Organization, that, I, that initially said that they believe that glyphosate is probably carcinogenic. Any, any organization that is associated with WHO? Their acronym needs to also have another word in there. Like, who? There? Them? <laughs> them. <laughs> who, there, and them all have a study coming out. Uh, but anyway, Dr. Blair is the chairman of the International Agency for Research on Cancer's monograph 112 on glyphosate suppressed critically important science. They suppressed it. The IARC, in order to reach their conclusion that glyphosate is probably carcinogenic, had to suppress Suppress critical Listen, information. They had to suppress critical yeah. information in order to come to that conclusion. Kind of like Trump does with his taxes. <laughs> the the hidden science in question is recent data from the Agricultural Health Study (AHS). See, they they could be HAS. Who as? The largest and most comprehensive study ever conducted on pesticide exposure in humans. Evidence shows that Dr. Blair withheld updated data from the study, which evaluates the pesticide exposure of more than 50,000 farmers and their families. The updated data reinforces the study's original conclusion in 2005 that there is no evidence linking glyphosate exposure to cancer incidents. I still feel worried for those 50,000 farmers and their families being like, are you guinea pigs? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to just repeat this last bit again. It studied the exposure of more than 50,000 farmers and their their families and the updated data reinforces the study's original conclusion in 2005 that there is no evidence linking glyphosate exposure to cancer incidents. 
Now, growing up in Wisconsin, there's a lot of farm fields. Is there? Yeah. And it's very common for the residents. I thought it was all snow and cow shit up there. That is true. You need cow <laughs> shit to fertilize it if you don't have any glyphosate. Oh, right. But uh, it's very common for the farmer's house to sometimes be on like a little like stretch of a empty, nice green lawn with farm cornfields completely surrounding it. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're spraying your glyphosate on your crops, I guarantee you wind's carrying some of it towards your house. Sure. So they are being exposed to it. Well, I, of I would course, say 100%. Yeah. yeah. It's not like, oh, it's just staying in the field and the kids got to go out and play in the field to well, get some glyphosate on them. Yeah. Tons of people are being exposed to it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Probably whoever's out there working the machinery might have some of it on their pants and walking around the house and kids are giving hugs and licking dad's pants. You know, you never hmm. know. Kids are weird. They are we weird. That, yeah. We know they're weird. <laughs> but those 50,000 farmers were still up in guinea pigs. <laughs> uh, continuing the story, it says, so the best data we have shows no link between glyphosate and cancer, but that data was ignored by Dr. Blair. For, he just ignored it. He's yeah. like, oh, this doesn't, this doesn't say what I want it to say, so, so I'm just going to ignore it. In the shredder. Further, Blair was involved with this study and so mm-hmm. definitely knew this data existed. Also, under oath, Dr. Blair admitted, quote, the data would have altered IARC's analysis. I, which, if you... End quote. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that's you what you should know, do. Like, you were part of the study, you chose to ignore it, and then you admit uh, that, yes, if we had included it, it would have changed the result that we came up yeah. with. You admit this. It's a quote from you, the person who participated in this study. Well, so what the fuck are you doing? Unless they have some ulterior, uh, ulterior motive. Maybe money driven. Yeah. Hopefully not. Could be. To, to flub a test like this, which we are human. Yeah. Story continues and says, we are now in part seeing the fallout from this bad decision by the IARC. According to reports of the case, Johnson's attorney had to overcome the actual science showing glyphosate is safe and not associated with cancer. He did this by claiming that Roundup as a whole may cause cancer, even though glyphosate alone does not. So basically... You know, departing from the article here, basically what he's saying is that, okay, well, you know, science may say that glyphosate by itself, just that that chemical compound glyphosate is safe and doesn't cause cancer. But what about all of the other inactive ingredients that's put into the product that ultimately makes the Roundup line of herbicide that is sold in the stores. Maybe it's something else that's in that concoction. Maybe it's a, uh, you know, some weird reaction between the things that they put along with the glyphosate into the bottle that is, you know, there's a reaction there that is maybe causing the cancer or it's the other ingredients that are causing the cancer. You, so maybe glyphosate is safe, but Roundup itself is a problem because of maybe these other ingredients and, or their reaction with each other. Or maybe Mr. Johnson was just predisposed to cancer. Or maybe Mr. Johnson got it somewhere. Like there's a, there's a million different things, but heavy smoker, but yeah, but to have a jury of 12 people who are not scientists, but to definitively say, yes, this right here was the exact cause. Yeah. To, to basically award this person. Okay. We believe, we believe your story. And then for, the rest of the world to go, okay, well, these 12 ignorant fucks decided that it causes cancer, so that must be true. That's not I mean, how the world works. That's not how science works. I was actually on a medical call a few years ago where the lady was saying, they're spraying pesticides outside, and now I feel ill. <laughs> well, she thought she had an explosion. Well, she was. She could barely walk. She was wobbling. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, she is kind of fucked up. Yeah. She was diabetic and undiagnosed. 
Oh, geez. Had nothing to do with the chemicals being sprayed outside. Oh, poor lady. She didn't know she was diabetic, but her first thing in her brain was, they're spraying chemicals. I don't feel right. Oh, that happens all the time, right? Like like misattributed yeah. association for different things. We even went and got the MSDS on the chemical they're spraying and went through like, no, not toxic to humans. Perfectly safe. MSDS is the Materials Safety Data, data sheet, sheet. yeah. That includes all of the toxicity standards, the LD50 yeah. or whatever. Yeah. All the warnings. Yeah. Has all of the information on... This is how much it would take for you to get sick. If you've done mm-hmm. this, you need to do this. Yep. It's all of the information that is about a particular chemical. It's product. usually in a yellow binder if you walk into a place that has chemicals. Yeah. Yeah. They're required by law to have it. Yes. <laughs> yes, they are. So that you know what to do if there's a spill or an exposure. An exposure. Right. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So why should we all care about this? I, of course, have sympathy for Mr. Johnson, just as I have sympathy for all those who wim- for all those women who developed autoimmune diseases after getting silicone breast implants. I also think it is extremely important to hold corporations accountable if they cause harm due to their products. But justice in these cases will only prevail if the science prevails. Further, glyphosate is demonstrably far less toxic than the alternative herbicides. If glyphosate is banned or rendered unusable because of unfair lawsuits or unscientific jury verdicts, an important agricultural option will be eliminated, not because of science or because it's the right thing, but out of fear and ignorance, which is my concern, which is why I talk about this a lot on my Facebook page and with other people, with family members, when I'm not entirely frustrated or think that I'm just going <laughs> to blow up at them because they're spouting some non-scientific nonsense bullshit. I mean, these, we can tie this in with anti-vaxxers. Yes, absolutely. The yeah. information that they're driveling out is completely inaccurate. Right. Reasonable, pe- reasonable people can argue and disagree about the optimal role of glyphosate and other herbicides in agriculture. And that is not the point of this article, but agricultural decisions should be based on a consensus view of the science not the emotions of 12 jurors who clearly wanted to punish Monsanto regardless of what the science says. And they didn't even punish Monsanto. They punished Bayer. Yeah. Because they're the ones going to have to pay out. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, their stock has dropped like 40%, I think, in the last little bit. That's fucking huge. Yeah, they're talking about ousting the CEO. Like, it's it's a whole big deal. And we may end up... Costco is now refusing to sell Roundup. Costco... Uh. Costco does a bunch of shit that bothers I love Costco, but they do a bunch of shit that bothers me as far as the whole organic stuff. And now they're not going to be selling Roundup because of all of these court cases. It just, they're, they're basing these decisions on bad junk science and the opinions of 12 uneducated people yeah. who don't know the science behind it. Well, I just sprayed some Roundup on my lawn two weeks ago. Yeah. And it was windy out. So yeah. I caught a little bit in the mouth, but I'm not worried. <laughs> it's less toxic than caffeine by weight. <laughs> I mean, it's it's really not that bad. Uh this and other decisions are also this and other decisions also point to a flaw in our legal system. Yes. This is a much longer discussion outside the scope of this article, but the rules on the admissibility and role of scientific evidence in the courtroom still leave much to be desired, in my opinion. Ultimately, this case turned on an evaluation of a scientific claim, and I don't see why such scientific questions should be decided by non-expert jurors. I mean, jurors. If the judge was doing his job right, Hmm. and he had all this information there, the judge should be able to throw it out. Well, is is he not allowed to? Oh, I mean, the, the judge basically rules on... 
you know, what is, what is, and what is not allowed. You, you're, you're allowed in certain ways to emotionally well, guess, manipulate people in the courtroom. Yeah, well, I guess this is a civil case, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Is it I think that, yeah, it's not a criminal. It's, it's yeah. these people took, because in, in certain cases, I, for, I think judges are allowed to throw stuff out based on, in all cases, judges can throw stuff out, okay. but the judge also isn't a fucking scientist, right? No, no, but I mean, he's, if he's evaluating the information given to him and he's looking at, oh, well, the scientific community says this, like, so this information here basically makes it entirely impossible for your case to even be true. And that's not, I don't think that's how that works. Okay. <laughs> I don't think that's how that works. I think the judge is there as a referee, basically saying what you're doing as an attorney in presenting your case is legal or not. And what you are doing as defense in presenting your side of the story is legal or not. The judge isn't. Well, I know that the, when I had my ambient issue, hmm. the judge actually read all the stuff in my case. Hmm. Cause he even said like on the last court case I had the court, last court day. He even said, why are we here? He goes, I've read everything on this case. Why the fuck are we here? Yeah. Did he read all of the science about Ambien or is he? Well, he read like all my doctor stuff, the police report, the, the clinical psychologist they made me go see. He read all that stuff and he's like, why are we here? Yeah. Like in his opinion, I think he's like, I don't think we should be here, but the prosecutor won't let me fucking throw the shit out. Yeah. Prosecutor has an ax to grind. Yeah. He was a young prosecutor. Yeah. I'm going to put behind jail or behind bars all these people who are on Ambien. They shouldn't yeah. be on Ambien. It's against God's, God's oh, intended plan. He didn't think I took Ambien. He, took, he thought I was on heroin or something. Oh, yeah? But he wanted me to go to drug rehab. <laughs> that was part of, that was, at one point, that was part of his stipulation. I go to drug rehab. Fucking prosecutors, man. And then my lawyer is basically like, look, we can show five years of him being on active duty passing drug tests and our three years as a civilian passing fucking drug tests uh-huh. he's not a drug addict he doesn't do drugs prosecutors <laughs> they just they want to get a win that's that like they don't a lot well i say they a lot of them well i think this guy just wanted to get and there a win are some, and there are some prosecutors that i'm sure are good but yeah because i spent the time and money to do all the stuff he had asked mm-hmm. and when it all came back in my favor he said no i went i went to court to find a ticket over i got Pulled over for speeding, which I absolutely was, and they the the officer absolutely had every right to stop me for that. But my it was like the it was like the thirtieth or the thirty first. It was like I got pulled over, and let's say it was June thirtieth, and my license tags expire in June. Okay, and so the officer, besides writing me up for speeding, also wrote me up for expired tags, and I'm like, wait, it's still June, June as of today, hey. the day that I'm driving, the day that you pulled me over, the day that you're choosing to give me a ticket for having expired tags in the month in which they, they expire, but it hasn't ended the month yeah. yet. So they're still it's valid. Not, it's not is February. That, is yet. that really what the fuck is going on here? Well, I, yeah, they're, they're expired as of today. And I'm like, no, they're expired as, as of, of tomorrow. tomorrow. That's how it works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And so I had to go to court to fucking fight that because this cop was just being a dick. I'm thinking maybe it was because of the atheist license plates. I don't Ah. know. So I had to go to court and the prosecutor, the prosecuting attorney in court while I'm sitting there is like, well, I'll tell you what, you know, if you want to just plead guilty to this right now, then we can just, you know, set this aside and, and we'll, you know. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll set this aside and I'm not going to, you know, prosecute you for that. But I'll tell you what, if you go into court and you want to, you want to be a hard ass about this and say that you're going to skip out on this, then I'm going to come at you. And I'm like, like, okay, they aren't expired. Super. (laughs) 
fucking do it, dude. You're trying to scare me and you're not. Yeah. You're not fucking scaring me because my tags weren't expired when he pulled me over and wrote me up for this. So if you want to look like a, I didn't say this to him, but I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, they weren't expired. So if you what think you they were, after? then please show me where I'm wrong. And he's like, well, I'm just letting you know. I'm just giving you a warning that if you go in there and you try to fight me on this, then I'm coming at you. And I'm like, okay. Okay. Sure. That's fine. <laughs> in my mind, I'm thinking, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, you fucking prick. Like, they're not fucking expired. Show me the fucking law that says that your license plate tags are good until the very last day. And then they're expired. No, that's not how it fucking works. So. Go fucking intimidate somebody. You like you cheap suit wearing little fucking prick. I want to just smash you. Yeah. Well, I was the, so mad. The prosecutor <laughs> in my case won't even look me in the face. Yeah. I think Prex had a better suit on than him. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was just such a fucking prick yeah. about it. Like, dude, if I've, if I've done something wrong, I'd like to know if I've done something against the law, then I should know so that I don't repeat the same thing in the future. But you're just being a fucking prick. Like, you're trying to scare me and it's not working because no. you're just a smarmy little weasley <laughs> greasy fuck telling me something that you think you're going to scare me and I'm not at all intimidated by you. So go fuck yourself. <laughs> but so glyphosate GMOs, everything that we know about them says that they're just as safe as conventional yeah. slash organic slash whatever other term you want to use for quote unquote regular food. It It is regular food. We don't need labels saying that there are GMO products. Like, that's all nonsense. It's all scare tactics to get people afraid of using them because there's a burgeoning organic industry that also likes to make a lot of money. And so oh, yeah. they're trying to scare the shit out of people. Oh, well, that's not organic. Organic is good. And we don't use chemicals and it's safe and it's fun. No. But that other stuff is all chemicals and bad and sciencey, and they're just frankenfoods, and you should avoid it. We were even having a, a talk about this at work the other day, where someone's like, "Well, this this chicken is organic." I'm like, "What do you think it means for organic chicken?" Yeah, it's like, "Well, it's organic, free range chicken, so it's not like locked up or anything." I'm like, and I go on my phone. I'm like, "Here is a picture of an organic, free range chicken farm. <laughs> you see what it is? How happy it's are just those a, chickens? It's just a bigger <laughs> house with them all packed in." They're not in little they're cages. They're not in individual cages. Yeah, they're not in individual cages. They're just packed, you There's, know, fucking build a butt. Yeah. In a building. In a, in a building. Yeah. Like they're not it's that's the only difference. Yes, they have they they're they're in a free range within this building. building. <laughs> it doesn't say what the range is. Like you unskeptical fucking dipshit. Yeah. They're not running around all happy on a farm with some little kid catching them and chopping their heads off and serving them to you. No. Oh, I tried to chase down the chicken, but there, I just couldn't catch up yeah. with it. No, it's, you wade through puddles uh, of chickens. Uh, thousands. Yeah. It's like, that's how they make money. Yeah. It's not, they can't make money letting them let, just running around a fucking field with. Well, and sure, it's probably better that they're in a big building. They can socialize. They can move around more. They they're can, not individually they trapped in a other. cage. But yeah, but yeah, they're, they're also more prone to kill each other yeah. that way because they can get at each other. Which is also why they, they clip the beaks. They with, can spread disease more yep. easily. It's, <clears throat> I mean, there are trade-offs here and people just, they, they hear what makes them feel better. And that's what they go with. Yeah. Like this makes me feel better. I'm not going to investigate it. It's fine. That's just, they're free range chickens. It's free range, organic chickens. What, what's wrong with that? 
Although it is kind of fucked up. You ever seen a a, a, a chicken farm? Like how they process the chicks? Hmm. It's fucking weird. Do they grind them up? No. They're just on conveyor belts being dumped around and being processed. Like, oh, here's the chicks coming down the conveyor belt. They're being dumped off that conveyor belt into a bucket. That bucket's being taken over here and they're being taken to their different areas and separated. And it's like, you're just, there's just a bunch of little yellow chicks on a conveyor belts being fucking like <laughs> flung around a factory. It's fucking weird. We'll have to find a YouTube video of it. It's fucking, it's, it's bizarre. Not like, it's not like the chicks know any better. Like no, this is, this they, is the existence yeah. I've known. I guess this is how the world is. They just popped out of an egg and got shoved on a fucking conveyor belt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of things about the food industry that I think should be changed. And that if I were to be able to wave a magic wand, would be changed, yep. but that's not the world we live in. And yeah. so we try to do the best we can with the things that we're provided. And we try to investigate and, and keep an open yet skeptical mind about a bunch of the different claims that we hear. And I'm bothered by people who just don't either don't want to think about it or just don't think about it skeptically and then get pissed off at the people who actually do and think that they know better than scientists who have devoted this as their life's yeah. work to help other people and demonize them as being bad people. And they're not, that really bothers me. So glyphosate is safe <laughs> as safe as any other chemical <laughs> out there that you choose to put on the food in your garden or safer than a lot of the products that you put out there. And it's much more effective people. If you want to get rid of weeds, get some fucking roundup. Yep. I'll spray them with fucking vinegar or salt that is going to poison the soil that you're trying to grow shit in. Actually, I did use salt on a, on a tree because we wanted to kill the fucking thing. Yeah, you, <laughs> that's, that's a biblical thing. You salt the fucking earth if you don't want something to grow. <laughs> fucking suck all the moisture out of that fucking stump. <laughs> that, thing, that thing didn't want to die. I hacked the fuck out of it. Yeah. Hacked every piece of green off of the thing, chopped up as much of the roots as I can, digging in the dirt. And then I got some of that, uh, uh, that plastic spray paint that like, uh, flex seal stuff. Oh yeah. And I flex sealed. I put a whole can of flex seal on that stump. <laughs> Shit still grew out of it. And I was like, how the fuck is this happening? I've had, I've had people like drill holes into the stump, just like pour. Yeah like concentrated That's... glyphosate in there, like hoping that it will try to kill it. Yeah. You just oh. need to get a stump grinder, man. Well, Sarah, Go rent a stump it's, grinder. It's right and... next to the house. I'm like, you'd I'll be worried about grinding up the brick on that corner mm. of the house. So Sarah ended up doing the drill in the holes in it and put salt in. I don't think anything's grown out of it this year. <laughs> awesome. Uh, but, uh, that'll wrap things up for this episode. You know what else? For the regular portion of the episode, yeah. we're going to do a little Patreon thing for y'all. You know what else people should wrap up? Uh, Their private bits when having sex. Yes, you absolutely should. It leads should. to less abortions. It leads, <laughs> yeah, it it, it it vastly reduces the number of abortions and sexually transmitted it infections. Is, yeah. So that's something that people should be doing with people when they're touching their naughty bits together. Yeah, I don't know why people would run the risk of not doing that. That's always seemed very strange to me. Like there are sexually transmitted infections that you will have for the rest of your life. Yeah. Why would you want to chance that? So, why would you, why would you risk having something for the rest of your life that you could pass on to somebody? I heard a comedian say this and I wish I would have thought of it cause I love it. Yeah. Life is nothing more than a terminally ill STD. 
Life is nothing more than a terminally ill STD. Well, not that the STD is terminally ill, but it's yeah. an STD that causes terminal illness. Well, it is a or terminal. Like it's an it's a terminal, life is, is life uh, is a terminal, terminal illness, illness yeah. caused by an STD. Uh, yeah, <laughs> sexually transmitted <laughs> death, basically life and death. Sure, I get that. I can see where they're coming from. I I, th- I can pick up what they're laying down. I man. thought it was kind of a, a smart bit of comedy. I'm like, that's kind of that's I'm like, <laughs> that's kind of funny. <laughs> yes, life is a sexually transmitted a disease. disease. Hmm. I get that. Uh, like I said, though, that will wrap things up for this evening's episode. For the regular portion, we'll do a little bit of something, something for our Patreon patrons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before we go, though, I want to make sure that we thank those Patreon patrons for being Patreon patrons. What? That would be Mr. Alan Firth. New Mania. Christy Galbach. Gathius. Larry Wilson. Stephen Andrews. Let them eat coffee. Two Skeptical Chaps. Michelle Short. Vanessa. Captain Samples. Utah Outcast. Janet Uter. Marius Kotbuchkowski. Wesley Aaron. Andrew Vodapich. Jeremy Goodson. Brandy Hamrick. Megan Kennedy. The Fuzz. Jeff Peterson. Jesse Pointer. Freethinker215 and Lisa Simpson support American atheists. Savita Kuna. Purple Dragon. And Taylor Gran. Thank you all so much. I really appreciate it. I say that every week and it may sound, I don't know. Like something I just say every week, but it's absolutely true. We really, really do appreciate you. It's just nice knowing that there are people out there who like and enjoy the show yeah. enough that they're willing to help support and sustain it with actual physical dollars in the real world. That's <laughs> that's really cool to me. IRL. Uh, but thank you all very much. And so until next week, crucify whoever the fuck you want, because if there's a God, then it'll be fine. And huh. they can be tortured for a few days and if they're like Jesus then maybe they'll come back and be vice god of the universe uh leave a review for all those dead babies and rate the show five times a day toward more scientifically literate juries Ooh. hey there's something from the cutting room floor Should we talk about my fuck up from last week real quick? We didn't talk about during the regular show. At oh, all. we didn't, did we? No. Oh, damn it. And I really wanted to take you to task. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, I didn't. It's fucking shit happens, man. So, so last week we were, we recorded an episode. Ryan wasn't able to make it here in studio because you. I had to be, I was at work at like 6 a.m. I was at Dugway at 6 a.m. Oh, right. Because you were going to do the Susan Powell. Yeah. So I, I was up at like. 4 a.m. Yeah. to go to work. And I'm like, fuck, if I do this, I get four hours of sleep, drive two hours, and I'd be out in the desert for 17 hours possibly. Well, and I wouldn't want you to have that little sleep and then drive two hours to, to drive. And that. I would I would feel personally responsible. That's where I was like, well, if I can do it from home, uh, it gives me another at least hour of sleep so I can do podcasts and go straight to bed. Yeah, yeah. So Yeah, so so Ryan was not in studio with us. It was me and Matt, and then Ryan Skyped in and recorded the audio on his end. And when he, when you contacted it, I mean, when we first started the Skype call, I was like, man, your audio sounds like shit. And I was like, I tested it earlier, and it sounded just fine. But the thing <laughs> is, with my headphones on, I couldn't hear my own audio back. Yeah. And, and so Matt and I were like, oh, no, yeah, it sounds like you're sitting on the toilet in a bathroom or yeah something. which like the audio like it sounded like you were far away from whatever microphone you were using and there was a lot of like just hiss in the background like you could just hear like yeah and so we were 
trying to let you know that, yeah, that sounds terrible on this. And you're like, oh, no, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. I, I tested it earlier. I recorded some stuff and I played it back and it sounds just fine. <laughs> so uh. we recorded a whole show with Ryan on Skype and recording the audio on his end. And then you also, because you were not here in studio and we couldn't see your lovely yeah, mustache. Yeah decided that you would hook up a camera and and so we could like look at you and you yeah. couldn't see us but we could yeah. see you and have a more An intimate encounter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little like a little better conversation like yeah. you're, like you're actually here or whatever. And the actual, you know, doing the show and everything went well. Yeah. You know, there were no major hiccups or issues or anything. And so then you recorded your end of the audio. Yep. We did not record your end of the audio on this on our side, and you're just gonna send me the files yep. to incorporate into the master project. Yeah. And then I would edit and release to the general public. Yeah. And then, but you had to be to work very early next day. So I, when I actually I saved it mm. and I hit upload, mm. but my computer when it read like did an update. Set it to turn the fucking off. Go to sleep after like 15 minutes of no use. <laughs> and so, I didn't realize this. So, so when I went to upload, it started uploading. And I'm like, what the fuck? In the morning, I'm like, where the fuck is it? So I did it again. Well, well, and, and initially, <laughs> you you tried uploading the stuff. As just the Audacity file, but as, it was the, it was, it was the like, root file for the computer, not for... Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. Audacity, the way it works, is that it creates this AUP file, which basically is just a text file pointing to all of the areas where it has actually recorded the audio. And so Ryan uploaded the AUP file, which was like, I don't know, 101 kilobytes or yeah, something. Yeah, I was like, like that was quick. Really tiny. And I and I open it, and it's just this text. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, oh, you uploaded the, Wrong the file. Audacity project file, yeah. not, the, not the audio. And so I said, well, just, you know, extract it as a MP3 yeah. or wave or whatever and send me that. And so then you tried to do that, but that's when your computer shut down. Yeah, it went to sleep. I went to sleep and it decided, oh, I'm going to go to sleep too. Yeah. So, so, but you start the upload figuring, yep. oh, this will be fine. It'll be done in the morning and I'll and, just send it then. And so you, you start the upload, you go to bed, you get up, you go to work, and then I go to look at it and there's nothing there. Yeah. So I contact Ryan and I'm like, um, so I didn't get any audio for you. Did you, did you put it somewhere for me to and, get it? And I go on and check because I put it in Google Drive and uh, my Dropbox. So mm. I made sure I had two sources in case one source didn't work. Mm. And it's not in either place. I'm like, what the fuck? And so then Where I was it? like, okay, well, I guess I I'll have to wait until Wednesday, Wednesday when you return home and can upload <laughs> the audio so that I can get to it and then edit it. And, and, and guess what happened when I got home on Wednesday and went to my computer? <laughs> I, I hit enter and shook that mouse. And the fucking thing was like, you have 20 minutes left to upload. I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> it wasn't that it failed. It was that the computer went to sleep and it stopped the fucking upload. So that was bad. Yeah. So then he gets to the point where he actually uploads the MP3 and sends it to me. And I download it and I incorporate it into the main project. And immediately I see that there's probably an issue because... There's silence and then just a bunch of stuff that is almost peeking out the whole time, like silence and then almost peeking out like it was just this very loud stuff. So I listened to it and it was just garbage. Yep. It was awful. Then I went and listened to it. I'm like, what the fuck is this? 
So, so I incorporated it. I look at it. I see there's an issue. And then I start listening to it. And I'm like, oh man, that's really bad. So I send Ryan a message and I'm like, did you listen to the audio? And I think your response was just, oh, that sounds fucking awful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause I went, I immediately went and listened to him. I'm like, oh, oh, what the fuck happened here? And my response back was just, I think, yep, it's pretty terrible. <laughs> And so then I think he tried extracting it again and sent me that and I tried it and it was the same thing. And it was just like, it sounds like you're way far away from whatever microphone is actually picking up the noise. Then I realized the issue. When I plugged in the fucking webcam, it took over that as the fucking audio source. And was recording from your webcam Cam, that was which very was on far top of the TV, <laughs> <laughs> and so it sounds <coughs> terrible. I still yeah. have all of the audio, and I will probably eventually end up trying to clean it up enough so that it's listenable, <laughs> listenable, maybe a little bit. But as it sits right now, it's, it's going to take bad. it's going to take a lot of work. And because I didn't get that until two days ago, yeah. and then we were going to record today, it was just like, fuck it, shit, I don't, I don't have time to spend trying to clean all of this up. And, and then when it's a remote thing and you're trying to mix it into other audio that you have, it's sometimes tricky because there's digital audio time drift. So yeah. you have to make adjustments. And so it's a, it's a process and it's kind of a pain in the ass process. Uh, when we have guests, via skype it's a lot more difficult to edit the show it it usually takes a lot more time so i'm kind of hesitant to do that sometimes but anyway so i will eventually i'm sure go back through it all and 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 try to fix it and that will probably be a good episode to try to do i've I've told you and matt that i wanted to record like this is what i do for the editing process in case like I get hit by a bus or we need to, you know, something happens to where one of you is going to have to edit the show sometime so that you'll have like a step-by-step. Okay. This is what I do. And this is how you do it and all that kind of stuff. So that'll probably be a good one to do it with because then I can show you how I clean up other audio and stuff to, to, to make it sound better. But so that's why last week we released, uh, the, uh, the previously recorded episode, the rebroadcast of Callie and Caitlin. And it just so happened that it kind of worked out anyway, because Pride is right around the corner, and we're yeah. having the, the you know, Mary and Shelley from yeah. the Latter-day Lesbian podcast on. We were, you know, Callie and Caitlin are two of my closest friends that we had in studio talking about, you know, Caitlin's uh, realization that she's a lesbian mm-hmm. and coming out of the club. So it's very similar to, to Shelley's story, uh, you know, being very devout Mormon and then realizing that she's a lesbian, leaving the church, coming out, all that kind of stuff. And so it just kind of fit in with everything that's yeah. going on anyway. So I was like, oh, that'll it work. Worked. So, but now I you fucked all up. Know. <laughs> I fucked up. <laughs> now y'all know what happened. All right. What are you pointing at? Is uh, there a spider that I'm going to No, hold on. Pause. Screaming about pause. here in a second. And rate the show five times a day toward. Me.